All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about the five types of design starting points. It's not just mechanism. It's not just theme. According to you, there are five, uh, no less than five, uh, places that the designer could start. So let's just kind of go through those one by one. Sure. So, um, yeah, everyone, uh, you go into the Facebook groups and there's always this uh, false dichotomy argument. Uh, do you design by theme or do you design by mechanisms? What do you do? Are you a theme guy or you, you, you a mechanic guy? And um, I always kind of joke because there's a lot more to it than that. Um, so I, I'll, I'll start by going over what, to me, I think the, the, the five different starting points can be. So obviously there you can start with theme. Um, a lot of people do that. Um, you can start with mechanism and go, I want to make an action programming game and then go from there. Um, but there's a couple other cool ones that I think get overlooked. Um, Eric Lang has a really cool starting point um, where he designs for a moment. He comes up with, uh, in his head, what he wants as that culminating memory that his game is going to create, that aha or that scream or that upset or that win condition that's going to create and elicit this awesome, memorable reaction. And once he knows what that is, whether it's betrayal and Godfather when you're seeing your your pieces getting thrown into the East Bay or um, in Blood Rage, you know, finally taking over um, uh, your opponent's area, um, he will get he will get in his head what he wants that moment to be, and he'll design a game around that moment. Um, I think there's uh, taking a step back from his approach. Um, you can actually design for what I call the experience, um, where rather than work, focusing on just a single moment in the game, you can try and design a game to create a certain ambiance, a feeling. Um, uh, just a sense of existence on the table. Um, and that uh, that's actually one of the ways I do my designs. Um, uh, and I'll go on that in a couple seconds. And then the last one is publisher focused, which uh, especially when games are so competitive right now, um, there are a lot of publishers out there where if you go to their websites, um, like Jamie Stegmeier and Jellybean Games do some of the best jobs of this. They don't only say if they're accepting games and kind of give you an idea of what games are looking for. They're going to give you paragraphs of exactly 100% what they're looking for today, December 20th, 2018. Um, so if you look at what they're looking for and you know you want to work with Jamie Stegmauer because he just does such an amazing job or you want to work with Kurt Covert of Smirking Dagger Games because he's one of the most amazing guys you can partner with in the industry or you want to work with Carla Kopp over at Weird Giraffe Games, you need to know what games they carry, and then you can design a game around that. So if you want to pitch to Carla, you need a weird, wonky theme. Um, you have to have something that's atypical for theme, otherwise she's not interested. Um, if you're going to pitch to Jellybean, it needs to have a good player count. A two-to-four player game, it's not going to work for Jellybean games. So you can design via publisher. And that, I think, is... For someone starting in the industry, almost one of the best ways to do it because it's very, very clear what they need, and that can kind of help you focus your ideas. Um, me personally with Koi, the way I designed it, I actually went for theme and experience. Uh, so uh, thematically, um, the inspiration for the game came from my own Koi pond in the backyard. Um, 
as I was uh, sitting uh, with a whiskey outside uh, after a really bad day at work. I was watching the pond, and it was uh, it just the inspiration struck. I'm like, this should be a board game. Uh, it could be a really gorgeous game. Um, and then what I when I say I went for the experience, um, I'm Type A, so I like competitive games, so I made my game competitive. But at the heart of what I wanted Koi to do was to have this um, experience where people got calm. It, they felt tranquil during this game, just like a Koi Pond. If you're sitting around a Koi Pond, you're not like excited or screaming. You're, you're relaxing. You're, you're, you're chilling out. So I wanted my, um, uh, the players in my game to have that same experience. So that's where the art of the game came in. Um, we made the game stunningly gorgeous and as you're adding these other elements these lily pads or uh, cherry blossoms to the board it gets also more and more pretty so that even at the end of the game if you have lost you can still look at the table and see something that literally is a piece of art that you've created and take satisfaction and accomplishment out of that even on a loss um and that's why when people walk away i mean i think the best compliment i've heard of the game people called it it's tranquil fight club um, <laughs> um, and it's it, it Zen take that. Uh, people like walked away, even that they lost, smiling and happy what they created. Um, so yeah, that means to me those are the five types, and that's how I've applied two of them to Koi. Yeah, very cool. I'm actually going to add a sixth one in there that I personally have experienced, and I know other people I've talked to have experienced, and that's title first, that they had a random idea for a, a title for a game and then started from there. And this is something I did with a game. I, I wanted to make a football game that's kind of arcade style, but mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I didn't have the rights to NFL blitz or anything like that. And so I was just thinking through like, okay, what kind of, you know, what, what, what do I want to do? And I thought dungeon ball. Oh, that's a, that's a cool title, Dungeon Ball. Like, what if all the monsters in the dungeon, while waiting on the heroes to show up, just started playing football? Like, what would that be like? And so, Dungeon <laughs> Ball is where the game kind of started from. And then I created a game that kind of went with the title. And I, I know lots of people have, have done something uh, similar. Another game I'm, uh, I've been working on for a little while is I started off. Is the title is Heroes Incorporated? Like, what if what if superheroes? Like, what if Superman decided he wanted to get paid for his services? Mm -hmm. And so you, you know, your, your power company, uh, your, your power plant, your, your government, your, whatever, your bank had to pay him a fee for his, you know, to come save the day and, and rescue you or, you know, stop the bad guys, whatever. Like, so it's, it's a super, it's called Heroes Incorporated and it's a worker placement, dice placement kind of game, but it, it all started with the title Heroes Incorporated. Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of interesting. Where would, what kind of game would that be to go along with that title to like evoke that title, evoke that idea? And so, yeah, I'm going to add that sixth one in there. I, I am actually going to uh, amend my list. That That's cool. I, I, I dig that. That's, that, that's interesting. I like that. But yeah, I, I definitely uh, wholeheartedly agree with your, your five. Uh, and I've talked to people that have have come from every single angle. That's, that's something that really kind of annoys me is people say, Hey, you need to start with this. Like, well, no, no, you don't. You, you can start wherever you want. You, you just need to make a great game. That's really what it boils down to. It doesn't matter where you start. It's really about where you finish and, and how you get across the finish line. I always call it the board game sandbox. I mean, it, there's really so many different directions you can go with. And, you know, of the ones I mentioned and now yours with the six, um, I'm sure there's uh, dozens of subsets of that. Um, the idea is these are potential starting points. Um, if one of them work for you, use it. If one of them doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely. Well, Bill, again, man, really appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate your time and uh, good luck with everything you got going on right now. 